Are there young women in your life who are already making a big impact in the world? This week's episode is a little different as I'm chatting with two young women who have identified a problem that, if solved, would impact the health, education, and income of a community in desperate need. Let me introduce Bridget Maturi and Janelle Torres. Bridget Matori is a junior at Worcester Polytechnic Institute, majoring in aerospace engineering. She was born and raised in Kenya until she was 15 years old when she moved to the United States to live with her father. When Bridget is not working on her schoolwork, she loves spending her quality time with her family and friends, and she also loves working on projects that help low-income communities in Kenya improve their standard of living. Janelle Torres is also a junior at Worcester Polytechnic Institute, majoring in aerospace engineering. She was born in New Haven, Connecticut, and when she's not focused on schoolwork, she loves going out and taking pictures. She loves hanging out with friends and is also working on projects that help change the world one step at a time. Bridget and Janelle are the co-founders of Women Innovated, Empowered, and United or W-I-E-U. My point of pride here is Bridget is also my niece. She initially told me about a project she was developing last summer, but it was still in the conception phase. When I got an update from her when I was back in Massachusetts again in October, this project was well on its way. Additionally, some funding had been secured, but it wasn't enough to see it through. I invited Bridget and Janelle on the podcast to raise awareness of the problem they've identified and to hopefully raise the money they need to make their work a reality. Being college students, they don't have a PR or communications team, and though they've never been on a podcast or done anything like this before, they were excited for the opportunity. If you are new to the Women Taking the Lead podcast, hello and welcome. I'm Jody Flynn. I'm the CEO and founder of Women Taking the Lead, a leadership development company that works with organizations and boards to close the performance gap by attracting, developing, and successfully promoting more women into senior levels of leadership. I help organizations realize these benefits through coaching, consulting, leadership development programs, and keynotes. If we are not already connected on LinkedIn, please send me an invitation to connect. You can find me directly at linkedin.com forward slash IN forward slash Jody Flynn, or you can search on the platform for Jody Flynn. I'm very active on LinkedIn, so I should be at or near the top of the search results. Be sure to add a note to the invitation, letting me know you're a listener of the podcast. I would love to connect with you and get to know you better. Now, let's hear from Janelle Torres and Bridget Matori about the Kibera Project. Welcome to the Women Taking the Lead podcast, Janelle and Bridget. Thank you, Auntie Jody. Thanks for having us. Yes. Yeah, I'm excited you're here, and I'm excited to talk about the project that you both have created and that you'll be essentially bringing to the world soon. So from what I know, the project is going to happen in Kibera, Kenya, correct? What is going on in Kibera, Bridget, that 
you know, had you thinking this was the place where we want to focus our time and energy? So there's a lot of things going in Kibera that led us to choosing that particular project. One of them being high unemployment rate. About 50% of Kiberans are unemployed. Oh, you find that uh, it is a lot. <laughs> so because there are no jobs, but they they resort to is self-employment. They they set up shops where they sell household products or daily food daily food uh, products. And um, another uh, uh, solution that they, well, especially women have resorted to is going to more affluent areas where they sit outside people's houses and wait to be called in to become cleaners. So really uh, unorthodox methods that they have resorted to to basically provide and to have money for their basic needs. You know? Another uh, problem is surplus waste and hygiene and sanitation issues. You find that there's surplus waste everywhere, which resorts to very poor hygiene and sanitation. And the bathrooms are not regularly cleaned by the government. And because of that, they're not able to use a bathroom and they resort to using flying toilets where they use a plastic bag and basically use that as their bathroom and they like tie it up and throw it anywhere. So there's very little to no waste management and that has resorted to a lot of airborne diseases, waterborne diseases. And yeah, Yeah. (laughs) that's just to name a few. Yeah. It's there, there, it is not a healthy place for the individuals who are living there. And you're focusing on one specific group, but the impact to that group has ripples for the whole community. And you're focusing on the women there. Um, So tell me about what you want to do for the women of Kibera. So um, because um, the unemployment rate is so high, you find that the daily earnings of a Kiberan is 100 to 200 shillings. A single pad or eight pack pads, pack of pads cost about 98 shillings. So if they're earning about 100 shillings a day, spending 98 shillings on a pack of pads is it doesn't seem like a good investment. Like what would they use for food that day? So you find that they resort to other methods such as using um, dirty rags or theirs are to staying at home because they, they're embarrassed to go outside because they don't have any sanitary products to use. So we want to be able to give them independence. So when we go to Kibera, we want to show them how to make reusable pads using cotton clothes that they wear. Let's say, let's say they have clothes that they no longer have use for. They can turn that into reusable pads. That will really cut down on some of the daily costs that they're spending when they're on their periods. Yes. And you had a story of a young girl whose parents couldn't afford pads. Do you, can you tell that story? Of course. So it's a young girl living in Kibar. I heard the story from my mom and she told me about this girl that her parents could only afford to provide her with one pack of pads during her periods. And one pack of pads, as I said, come with only eight pads in it. So eight pads for, let's say, a duration of five days, that would not be enough. So what she did was that when she went to school, she would pretend to be sick. Because when you go to the nurse's office, they offer you free disposable pads. 
but though you can only get one per visit. So what she did was that over the course of the month, she would pretend to be sick just to visit the nurse's office so she can t- stock up on pads to use during her menstruation time. And yeah. that's what she, she did. And, you know, I, I'm thinking about this story that you shared, as well as some of the other ramifications for women who cannot afford sanitary um, feminine napkins or pads, is that they're losing time in the classroom and they're losing time at work. And that's why you referred to this project as giving women back their independence so they don't have to stay at home and they don't have to come up with these maneuvers to get the products that they need, you know, while, you know, hurting their education and their time in the classroom. So I love that um, you are focusing on women in this way. And Janelle, tell me, tell me what the work is going to look like. When are you going to Kenya and how are you going to do the work that you're going to do? So we want to go to Kenya in summer of 2023 so around july uh and we want to stay for maybe about three to four weeks and how we want to implement this idea of reusable pads is by going into the slums and um going into schools and teaching young girls about the reusable pads and how they can uh, use them and how they're easily accessible and the way that we want to do this is by creating a sort of workshop for them so that they can actually know how to make them and create them themselves when they need them and, you know, create enough so that they can use it throughout their whole menstrual cycle. And we plan on doing this just by, you know, creating, you know, presentations and a bunch of other hands-on things so that they can be interactive and actually learn. And we want to go into the schools because we find that, you know, young girls can easily pick up on new things and we want them to be able to spread it throughout their community. So we're, you know, reaching the woman population as a whole and not just going towards to the schools and teaching just the young girls, but them taking it home with them and telling their parents about the knowledge that they learned and, you know, seeing if it spreads around the slums and, you know, seeing if it will influence any other women to try and do this and, you know, keep up with the hygiene and figuring out another way that, we can give them something that they desperately need. Yes. So they won't only learn a skill for themselves. They're going to learn it in such a way that they can teach it to other people and spread the knowledge. Now, now you're both aerospace engineering majors at WPI. Is there a science behind how you developed these products to make them effective? Because, you know, um, you've told me separately, um, Bridget, that, you know, sometimes, you know, women would use dirty rags and or, you know, as a replacement for a, a feminine product. But you're taking a different approach and, and you know, creating a project that can be reused again what is there any science that is going into this well i think we took a more of more of a biological approach uh, when it came to the science behind it i think we looked into the human body and how it can like how disposable pads also like affect women in a way and we found that they're not as healthy to use as a reusable pad can be because uh companies make disposable pads with you know, all these chemicals and you don't really want to put that, you know, somewhere that's private. You don't, you don't want 
to have that hygiene issue, especially with uh, there being such a big hygiene issue and Bridget mentioning the dirty rags. Um, and that's their way of, you know, solving the problem of not having a source of disposable pads. Although it would be, you know, good for them to have that, I feel like implementing something that's even better for their hygiene mm-hmm. is what we're trying to, you know, get at. So we just mostly took the biological approach. Um, although like we are aero majors, so we probably focus, you know, we focus more on physics and stuff, but I think it's better to look at how healthy something is because that's what we want to implement. Yeah, absolutely. And where are the materials um, coming from? What are they made up of? So our design is pretty simple, but we just want to use old clothes, um, clothes that may not fit or clothes that they can just, you know, buy that's really cheap. We made it personally, we made a design because we wanted to see if it would work and if if we can implement it nicely. And what we used were old clothes that we had and we took a pair of jeans and just a t-shirt and we cut them into this you know pad shape uh and the jeans went on the bottom because it was like you know a rougher surface and it was stronger and held together Mm -hmm. and then on top we layered it with a t-shirt and in doing that you know it's a soft cloth um it's more absorbable and then on the inside we wanted to uh, put in some kind of cloth that was absorbable, such as maybe a towel um, and, you know, a cloth that, you know, some kind of material that can absorb a liquid. So that was our design. And we wanted to just put those two pieces together and just stitch the out, outline. And essentially we want to, we want to apply, uh, you know, the buttons on the pad to make it for easier to wear uh, and, you know, make sure that there's a hole that we can use to just stuff in whatever absorbable cloth or, or material that we're using at the time. Uh, and then it's a very simple, uh, you know, shape idea. So it should be easy to implement. Awesome. In- See, this is where the engineering has come in. <laughs> I guess so. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, I knew there was some engineering going on here. Definitely. Like, yeah, absolutely. I mean, that, that is really creative to take clean materials, right. That they, that are at the, you know, at the disposal that they, or that they can get a hold of. Um, and it's really a matter of configuring, cutting and configuring those materials to create a, a hygienic, feminine products. So these women can go to school, can go to work, right? Because every, every day that they're missing out on those opportunities, it not only impacts them, it impacts the whole community because they're also helping their families, um, by, you know, with their income. So I was reading an article recently in the New York times. It actually just came out two days ago talking about how a lot of times, you know, big, um, charities or foreign NGOs who, who go into, for example, Kenya and the Kibera slums, they don't have the impact that they want to have because it's not a grassroots effort. They're not working with the people who are already there and already doing good work. Have you thought about that with your project? Cause you're going to go in July, stay for three or four weeks, but then you have to come back to the United States to finish your degrees. Um, what have you done to make sure that this project will have the impact that you're hoping it will have? Yeah. And that's a really good question. Auntie Jody. So, uh, we plan on actually working with NGOs 
tackling this problem in Kenya. So what we're hoping to do is that as we're going to reach out to these young girls in school, we're hoping that they would join us and see how we're implementing our project. That way, even after we leave, after a project time is done, we hope that they would take whatever we brought and they would continue. So instead of them giving out disposable pads, they would give out information of how to take care of your hygiene, why it's not good to use dirty rags. You can use reusable pads instead, and you can really easily make it by yourself at home with readily available products. You know? And that was another factor that led us into choosing this project. We understand that there's a lot of uh, there's a lot of challenges that people in Kibera face, but with the amount of time that we're going to Kenya, it wouldn't be enough to really tackle that problem. We would, yeah, we'd only touch the surface level of the problem and then we would then just leave, you know, that wouldn't really solve the problem. You know, knowing that the project will have longevity makes a difference, right? This isn't going to be a one and done and we'll do what we can and then we'll leave and it probably won't have an impact like that you're thinking about and planning for a ripple effect so that, you know, this does make a big difference. Because in the time you're there, you'll only have so much time and only so many people that you can touch. And knowing that you've thought about training other NGOs too, and the people working at the school so that this information will get passed on again and again and again. And so what are your hopes for this project in terms of what you're hoping to create for the women that you'll meet when you're in Kenya, what you're hoping for the community, and also what are you hoping for the people who are listening to this podcast? So what we're hoping to create for the women of Kibera is independence. We want to give them a chance to, for them to understand how to take care of themselves. And with that, we're hoping to help them by showing them how to make reusable pads. If they're able to make reusable pads at home, that will give them a chance to the money that went into buying disposable pads will go into either paying school fees for their kids, paying rent, you know, mm-hmm. being able to, that that money that was going into buying disposable pads could go into something else that they desperately need. And for the community of Kibera, we hope to help with waste management. As we said earlier, surplus waste is an ongoing problem in Kibera. So if we are able to reach as many women in Kibera and buy them into our idea, we'll be able to help with waste management because reusable pads are good for four years. So if every woman is able to use reusable pads, you find that we'll be able to even we'll be able to start tackling the problem of waste management. And for the people who are listening to this podcast, we're really hoping to create awareness and empathy to towards not only women in Kibera, but women in Africa, women in under in uh, poor communities facing similar problems. I didn't realize your pads would last for four years. That's substantial. That's a substantial amount of money saved and sanitation, um, you know, waste products that are being saved. And I think when any community is more independent, it impacts everybody. You know, study, studies have shown that the more empowered women are, the more empowered their communities are. 
you know, their communities tend to be healthier and more affluential. Is that the right word? Affluent. Their, their communities tend to be healthier and more affluent. And so it seems like nothing. And I, and I think a lot of people would listen to this and think, oh, feminine products, like what good is that going to do? But it's the ripple effect that is created. It's, it's a very simple solution to a very complex problem. And I know you guys have been working on this for some time. Janelle, what has been the, the timeline of the work that you've been doing? Well, honestly, I feel like this has been an idea for Bridget for a long time, and she gave me the honor of, you know, uh, helping her with it, which I really appreciated because I honestly think that it's a really cool idea and reaches a lot of people. Um, we started planning all of this back in the summer of 2022, in the month of June, um, and we you know, planned out like what we actually wanted to focus on. And there was a lot that went into it. You know, we, we jumped around with idea, uh, from idea to idea. And, you know, we started with, oh, we'll make, you know, something to do for, for waste product or help with education. You know, we went from a lot of ideas, but I think uh, we stuck with, you know, women, uh, empowerment and because we are women and you know we wanted to implement that in Kibera and we saw you know the effect that it has on them and also on a lot of, of the other issues that are going on there too as well. Yeah, I remember Bridget telling me about this project last summer, and it was still in the conception phases. And I remember her spending lots of time like thinking about this, researching it, working with you, developing it. So it really had come a long way when you guys had told me about how you had been awarded some grants to make this happen. But in that conversation, you had also said that it wasn't going to be, it was great that you had won this award. It was an acknowledgement of like the thought and the effort that had gone into everything, but that it wasn't going to be enough. And so Janelle, how much more money are you looking to raise in order to make this project a reality? Well, we're looking to raise about $5,000 but you know any amount helps as long as like if anyone wants to donate however much they can that's all that we're looking for um but our our goal our goal would be five thousand okay so there are people listening to this episode who may be inspired by the work you're doing and want to help out if somebody wants to donate to this initiative how can they donate people can donate uh through venmo and the handle would be at capital B R I D G E T hyphen capital M capital M and then lowercase M U T U R I. You could also donate through Cash Up, and the handle is uh, dollar sign capital J and then all lowercase A N E double L Y and then capital T. If you also want to follow along through our adventures in Kenya and our progress throughout um, from uh, when we get there to the completion of our project, you can follow us on Instagram at w.i.e.u. Awesome. 
Okay. And all of that information is also going to be in your podcast app and through the show notes on the Women Taking the Lead website, which will be womentakingthelead.com forward slash Kibera, which is K-I-B-E-R-A. So Bridget, what would you like to say to the person who's thinking about donating to your cause? So we, to the person thinking about donating to our cause, we would like to say to you that as little as $10 is enough to reach one woman. The reusable pads are very inexpensive and one reusable pads last up to four years. So with $10, you're able to save, you're able to help a woman in Kibera for four years. And that's huge. And that, and that's huge. That is huge. That will free her up to pursue her education and in her full potential income for four years. And that's nothing to sneeze at. Any final thoughts before we say goodbye? Um, Well, we just want to thank you, Jody, for having us on your podcast. Uh, It was quite an experience uh, and we really appreciate it. It was amazing letting us talk about our plan and how we hope to implement the Kibera project uh, and change the way of living for many women in Kibera. We hope that we inspired listeners to do the same and we're excited to bring a community together this summer. Awesome. I'm inspired by the work you both have done thus far. I'm inspired by what you're still working to create. And I am following your page on Instagram. So I am again going to encourage anybody who's listening to this episode to follow these amazing women on Instagram. Their handle is at w.i.e.u and what does that stand for women innovated empowered and united uh, uh, that's our like group name yeah maybe a business we'll someday maybe an NGO. yeah like a company name <laughs> yeah exactly i love it this really is just cool. the beginning <laughs> Well, thank you, Bridget and Janelli, for taking time out of your day. I know your your semester kicked off at the beginning of the week and you're already knee deep in work that needs to get done. So I appreciate your time and admire you both for what you're looking to do for the women in Kenya and someday the women of the world. So thank you. Thank you so much, Auntie Jody, for having us. <laughs> Thank you so much for listening through to the work that Bridget and Janelli will be doing this summer. It is going to have such a huge impact on this community. And if you can find it in your heart to give even a little bit, whatever you can give, it would be so appreciated. Again, you'll be able to find the links to donate via Venmo or Cash App in the podcast app. It'll be in the description towards the bottom and also the link to find the Women Innovated, Empowered and United Instagram page is also there as well. Follow along to see how their work unfolds this summer. It's going to be very exciting. With that, I hope this was of value to you and here's to your success.